that feeling of not being an insider, but more of an observer, has a profound impact on your engagement, efforts, and commitment. Perhaps you're relishing the freedoms given through your work-from-home schedule or limited office time, but you recognize there may be a disconnect happening. On the other hand, you could be sitting in the office daily, surrounded by all the inner workings, and still feel out of the loop. Today, we are sharing some research from leaders who were experts at keeping every member of their team highly involved. Welcome to the 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna Corin, and joining me today is renowned psychometrician and my father, Joe Folkman. Hi, Bri. So I actually have been thinking a lot about involvement, especially um, with my kids in their extracurriculars, because my preschool age son was on a t-ball team and the parent, you know, the game parent, whatever you call them that was in charge, she was, she was very involved. She wanted me to download an app to get all the communications and they would send out texts all the time from this app. And she wanted us to confirm every time we were going to be at practice and, and every game. And I just didn't want that level of involvement. <laughs> I wanted to show up when we could show up. (laughs) And I realized that's a bad attitude. Um, And you hope, you know, the people at work don't feel that way about, uh, you know, that they really do want to be involved. (laughs) (laughs) They want to come to the game. They want want to be at the game. That's what you hope. (laughs) Well, in high school, I played uh, football as a tackle and a tight end position. And then um, in college, I, I was a uh, tackle and a tight end also. And being in the huddle before the play was critical to my success because I learned what play was being called and the count for the center to hike the football. Mm-hmm. When I do interviews in an organization, I typically want to assess the level of involvement people feel in the organization. And I sometimes ask, if this were their football team, would you be on the field, in the huddle, or on the field but not in the huddle, would you be on the bench, ready to play, or in the stands watching the game? Hmm. It sometimes surprised me how often uh, senior-level leaders would say something like they were in the stands watching the game or they were in the parking lot. They couldn't get into the game. (laughs) (laughs) Or, Or they were watching it on TV. I don't know. You know, people distance themselves from that. One senior leader said, I'm outside the stadium trying to buy a ticket to get into the game and there's no tickets available. Oh, wow. Yeah. He he did feel disconnected. Right. Uh, Well, you know, If boredom, seclusion, rejection, loneliness, or this desire to not be bothered by anything has made you feel a little disconnected from your organization or your team and made you not want to be involved, maybe, you know, you need to get yourself into the stadium or, you know, off the stands, on the field, and start playing the game. So uh, where can we start as far as how to be more involved? Well, to research this, I collected data from 15,453 direct reports. 
I measured involvement from the results of two items. I am kept well informed about issues that impact my job, and I'm appropriately involved in decisions that impact my work. In analyzing the data, I found a very strong correlation between involvement and the level of engagement. In groups of 3,458 managers, those direct reports in the bottom 10% on involvement, engagement was at the 26th percentile. While high levels involvement, those in the top 10%, engagement was at the 82nd percentile. In other words, when people felt involved, they also were engaged. That makes sense. When you're involved, you're included. You know the plan. You know how to contribute. Like I, I know what t-ball game I'm supposed to bring those orange slices and juice boxes to, even though I didn't want to. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's clear that direct reports who feel this high level of involvement, you know, they're more satisfied with their job and the organization. They're not thinking about quitting, and they're willing to put substantially more effort into their jobs. So. Um, You also looked at who is more involved in organizations, and I found some of this research fascinating. So you want to share? Well, by analyzing the data, I found some interesting differences between various demographic groups. For example, direct reports of top managers rated their involvement at the 57th percentile, while middle managers' direct reports ratings were significantly lower at the 48th percentile. The involvement of supervisors was high at the 54th percentiles. The most troubling trend was related to gender. Males' involvement scores in their groups were at the 53rd percentile, while women were significantly lower at the 49th percentile. Younger leaders, 25 to 30, had higher involvement scores at the 64th percentile, while older leaders, 61 years or older, we're at the 48th percentile. There's room for improvement within most groups. These managers or individual contributors, they're feeling disconnected and kind of out of the game. Yeah. I think it's important to note that involvement, it isn't nagging or micromanaging. You know, involvement isn't pushing more work onto already stressed employees. It's not being CC'd on every single email <laughs> that you don't need to be on. In, in this survey, as you look at those things that you were, you were measuring, respondents clearly stated that they do not feel in the loop about organizational matters and they're not involved enough in the decisions that impact what they do day to day. So uh, let's look at the behaviors that these leaders used to improve involvement on their teams? Well, by analyzing the data Zinger Folkman had on teams with high involvement, I found seven behaviors that high-involved leaders were rated significantly better on than teams with low involvement. These behaviors made direct reports feel significantly more involved. The first behavior was balancing achieving results with consideration for the needs of their direct reports. Few things make direct reports feel more unimportant or uninvolved than having a leader put results in front of temporary personal problems. 
Often leaders make excuses that they were unaware of direct reports, personal problems, but a lack of awareness indicates a lack of interest in team members. Hmm. When leaders make an effort to help and support the direct reports in times of need, it generates a, an abundance of goodwill. Absolutely. And I, that's number one for a reason. I think that balance is sometimes really hard for people. The second thing that these leaders were so good with their teams and involvement was that they knew how to provide specific feedback and support to help direct reports improve their performance. We've talked about these two different types of feedback on both ends of the spectrum. You've got the positive and then you have the corrective. We like to say corrective and not negative because it's not negative, right? It's, it's helpful. <laughs> Leaders who support their direct reports improvement provide an abundance of positive reinforcing feedback. And, you know, they have occasional suggestions for improvement. They're not scared to put out there ways that you can be better. And most of the actions people are performing, you know, they're on track. So the majority of the feedback that we should be getting every day at work should be positive, right? And and people want to hear it because positive feedback means so much. It motivates people. I show my husband at night when we were talking about our work day, I read him emails I get from bosses with compliments. I'm like, look what they said. Look, <laughs> it does. It means a lot. Um, and so these leaders insist on high standards. They help their direct reports gain confidence and they can achieve difficult challenges and they just keep them in the loop with constant feedback. The third area was motivating by pulling rather than pushing. Two skills that are critical for every leader are the ability to deliver results, that's the push, mm -hmm. and the ability to inspire and motivate others, and that is the pull. In my research, I have found that 72% of leaders are more skilled at pushing than pulling. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> leaders who create a pull environment at work have more energy. They create excitement about goals. They, they generate a positive atmosphere that in turn creates an involvement culture. They create a team where people feel valued and appreciated. That's pulling, not pushing. Yeah. And if you want to hear more, we have a whole episode that we recently did based on your article you wrote for Harvard Business Review about pushing and pulling. That's really fun. So be sure to check that out. All right. The number four suggestion was that was supporting the development of all direct reports. We might feel like a broken record on this one, but it's it is one, this thing you're seeing over and over again about, you know, what makes the difference? It's development. It's giving people opportunities to develop a new skill, learn new things. That makes a job a career. It makes it exciting when people get something new and different. Managers that focus on developing direct reports are rewarded with higher productivity and we found fewer errors as well. The number five area is building a collaborative and cooperative work environment. When there is a serious conflict at work, everyone walks on eggshells, avoids conversations, and may be afraid to speak up. Conflict creates a negative work environment that people avoid. Leaders need to build collaborative teams and create a trusting environment with teams pulling people together rather than pushing people away. The number six area is encouraging and supporting innovation. 
there's always a better way to get work done and accomplish difficult goals. In our research on innovation, we found that often people with the most innovative ideas are those closest to the work being done. They are the first ones to see the problems and understand the positive impact of innovative solutions. Most people have a strong desire to make things better and encouraging innovation across team creates a strong sense of belonging. Yeah, I think that especially leaders who are willing to listen to those suggestions from direct reports about how to make things better definitely would make your team feel more involved when those are those suggestions are implemented. And the last thing that these leaders did was they created a trusted environment that others want to belong to and they embraced. We've talked a lot about trust, obviously, because of your book, um, but people resist involvement in teams where trust is low. Uh, the lack of trust creates friction and that friction slows down the work. It destroys relationships. These high trust teams that you have studied, um, they have higher engagement. They have higher productivity. A high trust in a team comes from those positive relationships, from the consistency in what team members say and what they do, and the expertise to solve problems and deliver results. So those are the seven specific behaviors that these leaders did to create high involvement on their teams. I encourage you to take a minute and observe the teams in your organization that are anxiously engaged in their work. The esprit de corps in those teams increases not only the productivity, but the enjoyment of the work. When I ask a member of one of these highly involved teams why she was willing to put forth so much discretionary effort, she replied, we thought what we were doing would change the world, and it did. <laughs> if you have a team where some of the members feel like they're passive observers or worse, they feel like outsiders, increasing involvement of those team members can dramatically positively impact the team and your results. Identify the skills that will help you create a high involvement team and make the change. The 90th Percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna O'Corin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments, leadership, and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on zangerfolkman.com.